Welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I am your host, Kate Noel, and I am so happy you're here. My mission is to inspire you to be the best version of yourself by truly honoring what your mind, body, and soul want and need. Here, we talk about everything and anything, wellness, recovery, lifestyle stuff, lots more. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. Today I'm doing a solo episode and this is going to be a Q&A about body image. So I asked you all on Instagram what your body image questions were. I of course got so many and I decided that I wanted to answer as many as I could. And instead of doing a super, super long podcast, I'm going to do Uh, part one and part two and maybe even part three because I really care about all of you and I don't want to leave you leaving your questions unanswered. So I decided I'm just going to try and do as many as I can. And I am, uh, if you're new, you know, here to the podcast, I have overcome an eating disorder, which I struggled with for at least 10 years, if not more, you know, the lines get pretty blurry. So I don't feel I am an expert at body image. I don't have any sort of certifications or training, although that will be changing soon. Stay tuned for another podcast about that. But as of the moment, I just have my personal experience and I've went through intensive outpatient treatment and I've been through therapy and I've had dietitians and I've just been through recovery been through the highs and lows of recovery, which I started to do in 2018. So it's been, it's been a few years. It's been, let's see, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. Okay. Wow. So it's been about three and a half years that I've been in recovery. And at this point I do feel I am recovered, although I still have a little bit of a shadow in my life. So I still love to talk about it and recovery just totally changed my life. So that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to spread the word. Before we start, I wanted to shout a review out. That's what I've been doing lately because I love reading all of your reviews. It just makes me feel so special. So today's review is from Skylark3LLY and they said 10 out of 10. Ah, I love this podcast so much. Kate's voice is so calming with a little star emoji. I love that emoji. This is a very short and sweet review, and that's exactly why I wanted to shout it out because it's so sweet. I have always hated my voice. I know I'm not the only one who doesn't like their voice, but podcasting, literally that was one of my limiting beliefs when I was thinking about starting a podcast was, I don't think I have a good enough voice for this, and I don't like my voice, but I get so much feedback where people say they love my voice, And I'm like, okay, thank you so much. It's amazing how much our limiting beliefs hold us back. So I wanted to shout this interview out because I wanted to share that with you. And if you have a limiting belief that's, I don't know, blocking you from achieving something or starting something, you really never know uh, what's possible if you just remove those blocks and really try and believe in yourself and push through those limiting beliefs. Um, So I hope that helps you if you are in, you know, a life change or you just want to make a change in your life and you don't feel like you can or you should or you deserve it, try it out. So thank you so much for the review and for all of your reviews and your ratings. That's the best way to support 
this podcast if you feel called to do that. Let's get into it. And I want to start with question number one, which is, is it normal for my stomach to have more fat on it during recovery? So I'm assuming this person is referring to weight restoration, which means they need to restore their weight, gaining weight um, from under eating and under feeding themselves. And I, this is my answer. So this is my experience. This isn't everyone. Not everyone who has an eating disorder needs to gain weight. It's not about weight for a lot of people, but if for you, if it is for you, then tune in. Okay. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Not all people in recovery need to gain weight, but some do, including me. Um, I remember Googling fat tummy in recovery and fat face in recovery all the time. And no matter how many studies or blog posts that I read that stated, you know, your weight will redistribute as you recover, I did not believe it. I really looked at my body and thought that doesn't apply to me. It was, you know, I didn't believe that the weight I was gaining because I did have pretty much it seemed like almost all of my weight gain into my thighs and into my stomach and into my face. I felt so swollen and it made me so uncomfortable to see my stomach and face and thighs gain weight. And most days I honestly couldn't bear to look down and see the changes that were happening to my body. I remember going um, to Rio and I went to Newport Beach for his birthday one year, the first year that I was in recovery. And he took, you know, he was taking sweet little home videos of us and we were dancing on the beach and he was taking a video of me dancing on the beach. And I was so happy in the moment because I was just free and I felt liberated. And then I watched that video back and I just felt a pit in my stomach. I felt so uncomfortable with the way that I looked. So if you are in that boat, I promise it will get easier and it will get better. And that's not to say that it will get better in the sense of, oh yeah, your weight is definitely going to redistribute. You're going to have this, I don't know, quote unquote, ideal hourglass figure because I don't have that. But the mindset is so powerful. And if you truly believe that you can recover those little, the weight gain, you will overcome all those uncomfortable feelings that that has to happen in order for you to recover because you need to face your eating disorder and your fears. And I, I do want to mention that this, if this is a fear of yours, I believe if you commit to your recovery and take it seriously, the fear will change regardless of if your weight redistributes or not. I totally believe that. At least I hope it does because you are worthy regardless of your body shape and size. And that is as true as it gets. That's the only thing that you need to take away from me answering this question. But it is often true, and studies have shown this, that if you are underweight in recovery, the newer fat on your body will show up first in your stomach and around your vital organs. And that's a really good thing. And why is that a good thing? Because your body is trying to protect the most important and special organs that are all near the stomach. And it's smarter than your eating disorder. Your your healthy body and your healthy mind is smarter and wiser than your eating disorder. And it has a plan for you. It has a plan for you 
in your recovery and don't let your eating disorder try and control your recovery, right? We can't let our eating disorders try and control how we recover. That's not true recovery. I know that's so hard, but I believe in you. Your metabolism and body systems are sluggish due to the lack of nutrition. You might not have the right hormones. Your digestive system might be weak. Hello, I'm still healing mine, etc. You know, there's there, our body systems aren't properly working right now because they've been in starvation mode. Once your body begins to trust that it's finally getting out of starvation mode, then it will redistribute the fat where it wants to go. I don't know how long that's going to take. It depends on the person. So just keep that in mind. And I do want to mention this too. My thighs were the smallest part of me. They were the when I was sick. They were the part of me that I thought, wow, I'm so genetically blessed to have these long legs and thighs. And a lot of people complimented me on my legs, especially as a model. And they still touch. My thighs touch. I don't have a thigh gap. And that fat isn't seeming to go anywhere at all. And I'm okay with that. I'm truly okay with that. I wasn't always okay with that. But as I have been um, recovered and as I just become more and more confident and comfortable in my body, I'm able to be okay with that kind of stuff. And I love my legs. They get me point A to point B. They keep me, you know, feeling movable and good. And I love them. And I still work. And I still even sometimes get compliments on my legs. So... That's my answer to that. I hope that you at least feel encouraged to keep going and just to know that things will change if they're meant to change and most of the time they are. So I hope that helps you in your journey. The next question says, how do you get comfortable with dressing your natural body? I'm ref- I believe this means your weight restored body or just your recovered body. So... Okay, I have, sorry if you can hear Millie snoring. She's really snoring today. (laughs) I have a nine-year-old little dog who is the love of my life and my best friend. Um, That sounds kind of sad. You know what I mean, right? She's my dog best friend. (laughs) And um, she's my baby and she's sleeping by me. Okay, so how do you get comfortable dressing your natural body? Donating your eating disorder clothes and honestly label them as that. Like you can, I understand that clothes can have sentimental value or just value in general. They might be expensive or you might just love something, but I think it helps if you call them what they are and call them your eating disorder clothes. Um, And anything that triggers you, any clothing that triggers you, you just have to have a fresh start. And that's, that's really important for you just to get rid of those clothes. I mean, just think about it. Imagine walking into your closet or opening your closet door, opening your drawers and seeing the same small pair of pants every single day that you know that you're not going to fit in. And it's a reminder of your thin body that at one point you really wanted to have. Um, And that can be super triggering. So give yourself that space, clear, clear that energy out. And you might be mad and upset at this process. And it's sad to see your favorite clothes go, but at the same time, Yeah, you can't have a trigger hanging over your head every single day. That sounds like a big burden to me. And it was super helpful for me to get rid of my clothes that didn't fit me anymore. And I would say just buying clothes slowly. 
thrifting clothes, Poshmark, Depop, uh, just buying like little things at a time, you know, you don't have to have a full on closet and have a shopping spree while you're in recovery. Buy clothes that you know, um, you know, buy them slowly because you don't know necessarily like what your natural body is going to sit at. It's not like it happens overnight when you're in recovery. So buy them slowly. Don't buy a lot. Have a support system. Be sure that when you are shopping or you go shopping, you have somebody there that you love and trust that supports you in your, your recovery if you have that resource available to you. And make your number one priority when you are shopping for new clothes comfort. Just for now. I know that sounds kind of grandma, but make your priority comfort because this sort of temporary or I guess like buy yourself the comfortable clothes because you can always when you're stronger in your recovery and you know what your body is going to look like and you become more acquainted with your natural body you can then focus on style and you know buying nicer things I feel for yourself that aren't as comfortable but for me it was important to prioritize comfort just be okay with the fact that okay yeah I'm gonna probably wear leggings a lot of my days because right now my jeans don't fit me and I don't want to go and buy jeans that are this bigger size because I don't feel comfortable in them. I just, my digestion is struggling. You know, I feel tired a lot. There's a lot of great things that happen when you recover, but there's also a lot of things that can be hard to overcome and your body takes time to become used to being nourished and getting out of that starvation mode. So there are some symptoms that are uncomfortable. So buy clothes that support you in that journey. Buy clothes in person if possible. I know that's super hard because of COVID. But like I said, have somebody there with you. If possible, try on multiple sizes and really ask yourself, is this the size that I need? Or is this the size that my eating disorder wants me to be? This is like a huge challenge. While you're shopping online or while you're in the fitting room, try on the bigger sizes or try on the size that makes you uncomfortable and really ask yourself, is this the size that I need? I have been that person who buys the smaller size with the intentions of being able to fit into that size or wanting to fit into that size. And get those, get that sizing, I don't know, like authority that sizing has, get that out of your brain. I am a fit model, which means I try on clothes and I tell the designers and the tech designers where the clothes don't fit on my body or they look at me and they can see where the clothes don't fit. And so I firsthand know how different sizing is between different designers and different brands and it's so inconsistent so just know that you are smarter than clothing sizes and I I have a huge range of clothing sizes depending on stuff other things I recommend I've mentioned this before buy clothes with an elasticated waistband buy buy yoga pants and um clothes that are are more comfortable, Uh, just buying clothes that have elastic in them. If you want to go ahead and buy some jeans, buy some jeans that have a little bit of stretch to them. 
I really like the jeans from Everlane. I think they're like the vintage mom jean. Oh my gosh, I'm butchering the name, but I really like the stretch in those. I loved those when I first started my recovery and um, didn't really know the size that that was going to be. So yeah, buy yourself, you know, try on multiple sizes. Make sure if you're ordering online, they have a return policy that's good so that if you buy multiple jeans or tops or anything of the same, of different sizes, you can return them the ones that don't fit you. And try and be grateful and smile in the process if you can. And have fun with it. And and support brands that include diversity. Uh, you know, this is a fun thing. It's fun to shop. And if it's not fun yet, it'll be fun one day again, I promise. And try and support the brands that you feel good. And if you go online and you go to a brand that you like or you used to like, and you see that all the models are stick, stick thin and make you feel bad about yourself, don't shop there. You know, you don't have to shop there anymore. You can just say thank you brand for being there for me when I, you know, thought I needed you, but I don't need you anymore and I'm moving on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, those are my tips. Also, I do, I do want to mention avoid those concepts where people say like how to dress if you're a pear shape or how to dress if you're an apple shape. You are not a fruit. You, I, I hate that. You have a body that looks like a body and that's it. You don't have a body that looks like any object on earth except for your own body. <laughs> so just avoid that kind of stuff. Um, and you look great no matter what you wear. You wear anything you want and you rock it and you have that authority in this world. And you can love yourself in the process, I think, someday. Okay, that's my long answer for that one. I'm going to take a sip of my matcha. I'm, I'm going back to matcha now. Um, trying to make myself love it. Mm. I actually just ordered some culinary matcha. Oh, wait, no. I just ordered some ceremonial matcha online because I learned that culinary matcha, which is the one that I have, it's the cheaper one. And I didn't know there was a difference. But I guess culinary matcha is not as good. It's more bitter and it's not as high quality. So I started, so I want to start trying ceremonial matcha. I think it'll make a big difference. Okay, next question. I wanted to answer this one next because it kind of applies to the second question I just answered. This one is, can you give me advice on wearing swimsuits? So there are no rules in swim. You can wear whatever makes you feel most comfortable. You can wear a wetsuit, full body wetsuit. You can wear a little teeny tiny bikini. Whatever you want to do is up to you and it's up to your comfort. Do not let yourself be a part of this summer body shaming talk. You are better than that. You are emotionally more in touch. You are on the positive, safe side of self-love and you can rock a swimsuit. So just have that narrative in your mind that I am not a part of this quote, get summer ready, body ready, whatever bullshit that is. You are better than that. You are so much better than that. And you are an advocate for self-love and positive uh, positivity in this world. So you can rock this. And there's nothing wrong with practicing around the house with your close friends and family if you want to practice with yourself too. If you buy a swimsuit and you're so nervous about going to 
whatever event you're going to, or going to the beach or going for a swim, whatever it is, try wearing your swimsuit a few to- a few days, like if not like all day long, obviously, but just like putting it on for an hour and just walking around with it and just taking deep breaths when you feel anxious. Uh, that's something that I think could be really helpful if you live with other people. Also, have a plan to start. I wouldn't say it's a great idea to you know, be like, I'm going to go on spring break where I'm around all these people I don't know. And I, I haven't worn a bikini in a while and I'm in recovery. Like have a plan to start, you know, maybe go to the beach or to the pool with like one of your best friends. And maybe that person knows that you're in recovery. So they know that you have, that this is a big deal for you. And that this is not just another trip to the pool or to the beach or whatever. So have a plan to start. Don't go all spring break, gung-ho, you know, do something that makes you feel more safe. And then you can end up, you know, going to spring break, doing you, spring break 2022. (laughs) So yeah. And also again, buy, buy from brands that use diverse models and make you feel safe. I really like Airy. There's a lot of actually really, really great swim brands that are diverse. I mean, you can just Google swimsuit brands, diversity, and I'm sure you'll find some uh, blogs that shout some out. Okay. That was my advice on swimsuits. Kind of the same thing as wearing the clothes. A lot of those match up. Question four says, how has your body influenced relationships? I feel like it's difficult because I feel less attractive at the same, at the size my body wants to be. So I'm assuming you're talking about romantic relationships, but um, I'm going to try and answer this in terms of all relationships, but romantic relationships, I'm married. I went through recovery while I was married, which was really interesting. My husband's name is Rio. So when Rio, when Rio would tell me, that I have never looked better. I did not believe him. I thought there's absolutely no way that he thinks I look better right now. I felt like I looked like a square. I was like, I don't believe you. And as I realized that he didn't have a mind that worked like mine in a good way, he doesn't have diet culture mind. I realized I was the one with the problem. I was the one with the skewed idea of what sexy and attractive is. I was the one that was in the wrong side of things. So every time he would tell me I looked better or I looked amazing or I was doing great and he thought I was more attractive, whatever, I would remind myself that I'm the problem. My my eating disorder is a problem. He is attracted to me and I need to look at him and I need to try and believe him. And I... I couldn't trust myself in this process. So having a partner who supported me and loved me and my body through my recovery was so special to me. And I really appreciate him for that so much. And as more people told me things like, you look amazing or you look so healthy, I slowly but surely stopped feeling triggered by those comments and really started to believe them. Like I really trusted them. I looked at them and I said, thank you so much. I I know, you know, in my head I thought, ugh, I don't want to look healthy. I don't like that. But then I realized that those are really nice things to say. And I try to believe them and just ignore my own intrusive eating disorder thoughts. So also, now that I'm at a healthy weight, 
I have sex hormones. I have time to think about other people besides food. And I think about other things besides food in my body. I am emotionally available. I'm not afraid of myself. I'm not afraid of looking at myself. I feel confident. I feel like I can be honest. Like all these things internally happen as you recover. So those are things that open you up to being more receptive to any type of relationship. And they really put you in touch with your own um, real reality. So they, real reality, real reality might be an oxymoron. What is an oxymoron? I don't even know what an oxymoron is. I think that's what that is. Can you guys tell that I dropped out of journalism school? (laughs) I don't regret it though. Okay. So anyways, I just feel like now that I have internally and mentally so much clarity with myself, I can just show up for other people and truly be present in relationships, which is so special. And that is something that is so worth it to work towards in recovery. Question six says, how do you deal with triggering friends and family who are stuck in diet culture mentality? First things first, you cannot control people, but you can inspire them. Remember that every single person is living in their own experience. And most of the time, I personally believe that people are doing their best to navigate this world. So if somebody is stuck in diet culture, you can't blame them. They really, truly believe something that you once believed too. So tell your friends and family about your eating disorder. Tell them with an actionable step that they can do to help you if, if you'd like. But don't expect them to understand because they won't understand. They do not and will not understand eating disorders because they don't have one, most likely. If they are stuck in diet culture, they still might not understand how eating disorder behaviors, but they at least can understand diet culture. But they might not understand it at the same level as you just yet in your life. And someday you could really inspire them in a really positive, beautiful way. So try not to have this expectation that they're going to change their lives and their thoughts in the same path and journey as you are. Um, So if they continue to trigger you, it is okay to distance yourself from them until you are in a healthier mindset, because I truly believe that you'll be able to tolerate those types of comments at some point. And that's really special. And if you can be the friend that inspires your group of friends that's stuck in diet culture or even just one friend or family member. If they are constantly bashing themselves or talking about how they want to lose weight or or whatever it is, try and be that friend that says, you know what? I don't think we should have this kind of talk anymore because you are so beautiful just the way you are. And I appreciate your friendship and your heart so much. And I hate that you are self-deprecating and making yourself... You feel worse because you are worth so much more than uh, all these things that you're saying about yourself. You know, just be that friend that inspires them. You don't have to go overboard and kill them with kindness, but be that friend. And if that's not working, like I said, you can distance yourself and you can come back to the friendship if it serves you later in your life. There's a lot of free support groups. There's Project Heal. There's the Recovery Collective, which is the group that I was a panelist for. And all these groups are um, amazing. If you're looking for community, that's outside of your friends and family where people are also in recovery at the same time. Okay. Next question is, and last question I'm going to answer for this part one 
is, do you find yourself more attractive than before? I really wanted to answer this because I love this question and I'm all about that confidence. So 100% yes. Confidence is a part of recovery. It wasn't always this way, like I mentioned in the beginning. I find that I am more in touch with myself, able to trust and listen to my body, which feels so empowering. And also the physical benefits of recovery have been beautifying. I mean, I have clear skin, my hair is so thick, nails, um, just me smiling more and less frowning is amazing and makes me feel more beautiful. There's so many physical benefits of recovery that are amazing, but also mental benefits that really make me feel internally more confident and more beautiful and more safe in this world and like self-assured. That really does come with recovery and trusting your body and self-love. And I just wanted to answer that question because I am so tired of this narrative that we can't that like people who have had eating disorders or who have eating disorders are just insecure people. I remember when I started my recovery, I, I used to call myself that. I'm just insecure. Or when Rio would, I would say something bad about myself and Rio would be like, why are you saying that about yourself? And I'd be like, I'm just insecure. And I'm like, why do I do that? You know, I'm, I don't have to be insecure. I can develop this confidence. Let it bloom inside of you. If it's not blooming yet, Give it some time, (laughs) but let it just grow and be a part of you. And you can break free from that narrative that is like, I am not confident and I am not attractive. I don't like this about myself. Like those things can change. It just takes a lot of consistency and time and work to really get there. But I believe in you. I believe in myself and I believe that we can do that. And there's nothing more beautiful than a confident person. There's something so empowering about looking at somebody and you can just see that they exude confidence and that is so inspiring and I love that. So I love that I have a goal of being like that person. That that feels so right to me and so good. And knowing my self-worth and my place in this world is valuable and good. And yeah, th- that's my answer for that. I uh, I think that's all I'm going to answer for now because I want to keep keep this podcast in the normal time frame. But I got so many more questions and I'm definitely going to answer more questions. So if you would like to get in on the next Q&A, I post these Q&As every so often. You can follow me on Instagram. I'll leave the link down below. It's at Kate Noel underscore underscore. And you can also follow this podcast Instagram, which is new or newer, <laughs> called at Take the Cake Pod on Instagram. And I post updates on there. I would love also um, to someday be able to post my Q&As over there. So um, that's something I'm going to do in the future. So if you do follow my Kate Noel Instagram, but you don't follow Take the Cake Pod, please give me a follow because, um, yeah, like I said, I'm going to probably move most of the podcast story content onto my Take the Cake Instagram. And yeah, that's going to be it for this one. I really hope you took something away from this and I hope that you are feeling confident in your recovery a little bit. I hope this gives you the push. It's Friday right now. I know I'm going to post this on a Wednesday, so happy Wednesday or whenever you're listening to this. 
but I really hope that you have an amazing rest of your day and an amazing rest of your week. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud that you're on this body confidence, body image journey. It's worth it at the end and it's worth it during and I promise. So it'll get easier. Thank you so much again for rating and reviewing and subscribing and downloading. It means so much to me and I will see you all on the next episode of Take the Cake. Goodbye.